I decided to join the Main Horror Podcast Patreon just a couple years after listening to the show pretty regularly. At that point, I had talked with Billy a handful of times, and I knew just based on those few conversations that this is someone I really wanted to support pretty immediately. And I did that in the best way I knew how. I became a Patreon member. Since joining the Patreon, all of the perks associated have been so incredible. Not only are we put into groups with like-minded people, which by itself is so refreshing and so wonderful, but we're also put into positions to learn so much about sex work and other things that Billy is passionate about. That was something I really, really enjoyed when I first joined. Now, having these communities with like-minded people, I feel way less alone. I feel like I am in a community of people who really get me for the first time. I'm able to share my thoughts and feelings and some pretty sexy photos too. Billy, I'm so proud of you for this wonderful community that you've created, and I'm so proud to be part of it. Thank you for making women and everyone feel so comfortable in your space and making it our space too. Welcome to the Man Or Podcast. Shout out to everyone quarantined with people you did not plan on being quarantined with. This is Billy Prasida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. How you doing? Welcome to the Sex Positive Podcast hosted by a comedian that's not a comedy show. Uh, this week on the pod, I've got on porn star Brooklyn Chase, and we're going to hear more from her in a little bit. But first, look, I told you all ages ago to get the uh, at-home, easy-to-install bidet attachment from HelloTushy.com. This is not an ad. I told you, go get it. All right, folks? I I told you, you're going to need less toilet paper in your life. I told you it felt like a continuous rim job. And yet, many of you did not listen to me. Now, the promo code MANHOR is still valid at HelloTushy.com, but HelloTushy.com seems to maybe be out of bidets at the moment. And they're only accepting pre-orders. So those of you who are rushing for toilet paper realize, oh yeah, let's go get the bidet thing. Well, you're a little late. Although you can still order a pre-order right now, get a discount, promo code manhor at hellotushy.com. I'm just saying, when Billy says to go grab something, you should go grab it. I'm, it's just, that's just what I'm trying to tell you here. Uh, I'm hanging in, people. I hope you are too. I am in fairly good spirits at the moment. Uh, I am quarantined in in Jersey City uh, with my lovely girlfriend, Megan. You want to say hello? Hi. Yes, hi. Some of y'all know her on Instagram at, uh, as at Miss Giggles with three Gs. Uh, and oh, yeah, three and we're Gs. And also somewhat quarantined with your with my metamor, your your other boyfriend. We are. Yes, who's, who's not here right now. And we also have a couple dogs that you're watching. <laughs> We're currently surrounded by two dogs. Please forgive on my any barks. spare bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Please forgive any barks you hear. We're doing our best. But Bruce is a fucking asshole. Hey, uh, don't talk shit about my dogs. You did it too. So hey. I'm just you. Bruce is a lovely dog who's now sniffing me in an inappropriate place. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> 
we're podcasting under different kind of conditions at this point. Oh my god! Stop Bruce. trying to go down on my girlfriend, Bruce. <laughs> but, trying to show you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to introduce uh, people to you. I felt like this is a fun place to do it because we've been doing a little bit of a a what. Corona cast. Yeah, we do a little Corona casting because uh, since it seems like we will be here uh, for a while, it seems like for at least a couple weeks. I, uh, you know, I might be going twice a week. I think I'm going to be bringing you some some extra episodes for free on the feed, just because I have so much more time on my hands. So, uh, but yeah, uh, the, the podcast's not going away. Luckily, I banked a ton of episodes while I was on that road trip, so I am good on shows for a good long while. Y- you having fun doing the Corona casts? I you can am. say no. I am having fun. I mean, I don't know. It's a new thing for me. I'm not inherently used to talking on the mic. I mean, I've done some like public, (laughs) I don't even know how to describe it. Oh, right, I need to hold it closer. Mm -hmm. Like I'm kind of giving a blowy, but not. I mean, it's just such an original joke. Uh, (laughs) Wow. It's okay, we all have to compare a microphone to a penis at some point in our careers. Uh, You've gotten yours out of the way, so that's great. I got it in first shot. Uh, so, so I don't know, folks, tune in for those. Those will be fun, probably a little shorter than usual, but you know, whatever. It's a time to make content because what else am I going to do? Literally, literally part of my job involves gatherings of people and those comedy shows have been canceled. So, I, you know, is oh, what honey. it is. But uh, I don't know. We, we seem to be in good spirits, uh, high spirits. I hope you are too. I do want to say this. Uh, I am planning because it does look like we will all be indoors for a good chunk of time. So we're going to be doing a variety of things I'm going to be offering. I think that's going to be starting tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, some of the events we'll definitely be doing uh, as a group. Uh, we'll be having like a live watch party, audio orgasm swaps. Uh, we'll play some Never Have I Ever on the on like a video chat. So we're going to be doing some fun things. Uh, that's going to be mostly for my Patreon members. Uh, and you can become a member at patreon.com slash podcast for just $2. You get access to uh, a fabulous community of people. And I think community is a really important thing to hold on to uh, in these potentially lonely times. Also, I'm really excited for the Skillshare possibility because I'd really like to learn how to knit. I know how to knit. I can teach you. Oh. Yeah. Um, You're so helpful. I do that from time to time. Um, Also, if you're looking for extra content, we've got nearly 200 uh, bonus episodes available for uh, all my $5 and up members. Uh, So there's a whole lot going on over there between extra content and just extra connections with like-minded people. And that's a good time to do the fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to some of those. Yeah, Megan's a patron. Uh, it's very uncomfortable when your girlfriend joins your Patreon because then you know that if you break up, that that's a, a, a pledge that you lose, most likely. Depends how we break up. Yeah. Oh, okay, good to yeah. know. <laughs> well, uh, this is the moment where I want to just shout out a few special people from the community. I want to say what up to Finn Wes, uh, whose beard versus no beard is such a huge disparity. Mm, he's a hottie, too. Oh, you remember Finn from the group, from the peep show? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. He's a hottie. Uh, thanks, buddy, for being a member. Shout out to Michael McCoskey, uh, your L.A. lockdown. I, I just don't know what y'all are going to do without kombuchas every day. <laughs> Kombucha. So I'm, I'm wishing you luck, all you L.A. whores, uh, but I'm glad that you're part of the team. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Viva Joy, who's out in Hawaii. 
Yes, mutual fan of ours. Oh, yeah. She likes, yeah. She likes us both. Oh, she's a so guy. sweet. Yeah. Well, she seems to be showing us enough thirst traps in the peep show to... Uh, <laughs> to keep us that. occupied she is keeping us occupied with that <laughs> um we're glad that she's a part and then i want to say thank you to megan white thanks for all the uh grand rapids michigan recommendations much appreciated and again you can join up at patreon.com slash man podcast that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash man podcast I'm extra appreciative of of all of you not just for the dollars but for the community i get to lean upon um, I get to basically have like 200 plus friends during a quarantine online, which is kind of cool. And I love having an outlet to share my nudes and then also get like really insightful and polite responses from almost strangers yeah. that feel like friends. It's a great place for uh, nudes, gifts and compliments. I'm a big fan of it. And again, uh, all Patreon members, stay tuned. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to start having uh, some scheduled group activities online let's stay connected just because we're losing some of our freedoms for a moment doesn't mean we need to lose our humanity okay well uh megan if if people want to go follow you and see the other perspective of um of our uh instagram storied lives (laughs) they can go check our very social media based sometimes yeah uh, at miss giggles with three g's in the middle Three G's, baby. There we go. All right. Thanks, baby. Why don't you say goodbye to everybody? Bye, everyone. Check out CoronaCast. CoronaCast. Okay. But yeah, let's uh, go have a little chat with the porn star, Brooklyn Chase. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. I have a friend that's out here right now. It was her first time on a plane ever today to fly here to Vegas. To walk you down the red carpet? To to come to AVN. And then I was like, you know, because one of my publicists booked my ticket, she booked a red carpet pass for my husband. Mm-hmm. My husband would never, he doesn't like me that much. He would never <laughs> walk the red carpet. What is that? Is he camera shy? No, he doesn't like me. Like, he's just, he's very like, he's very unenthralled with Brooklyn Chase. Like okay. he's she's just not that cool. So when you say she he doesn't like me, he doesn't like Brooklyn. He he's likes just, you. Yeah, yeah, like he like oh he likes me just fine. He likes you without all the, the He doesn't on. like <laughs> me enough to put up with a red carpet for Brooklyn. Oh. Like he's like yeah, I know, I'll see you when you're done. Oh. <laughs> but no, I mean no, he's great. He's amazing. Do you um, stay home or do you come out with you? He comes out every year. Okay. Um you know, and we we uh do our thing at night, and we always have friends that come out too. Every year, it's someone different. You know, different groups of different people come out with us. This year, there's like 
seven of us. Yeah, you had quite the fun. crew. I had, I had the posse. I had the, yeah, I had the, the crew leaving. There's another one that, wait, is there? No, that was all. You have multiple crews? No, there's so. Because I was going to say, I struggle to name three friends yeah, that I don't so, sleep with. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then we have, um, I have another like little Vegas crew okay. that's here that I hang out with when I'm here. So like they all will meet each other um, tomorrow night. So that's kind of exciting. But yeah, you know, like, so my, so my girlfriends, um, that came out, never been on a plane before, but she's super into like what I do. And she has like, she has, you know, an Instagram with a, you know, like a stage name. And she's like, she's kind of like very interested in it. Okay. So I figured she would have fun walking the red carpet. She's also a performer. She is not. She lives back home in you know western pennsylvania you're from western pennsylvania i'm from san diego but i oh, live God. in western pennsylvania oh okay i almost died coming i i drove out here because i'm doing a little road trip after this yeah and uh saturday that we had that blizzard and yeah. i could tell i should not have been driving because no one else was driving yes. on 80 and then at some, it got so bad they actually took us all off 80 and they closed down the freeway but I was like, no, I have to get to this gig and do 25 minutes in a bar. I have to yeah. risk my life for this 25. Yeah. <laughs> I when I ha, when I first moved there, I've been there about four and a half years. Okay. When I first moved there, I remember pulling up to a doctor's appointment and the doctor being like, I can't believe you came. Everyone else is canceled today. And I was like, oh my God, was I not supposed to be driving? <laughs> no one told me this. <laughs> no one told me I wasn't supposed to leave the house. Like, I thought I was just. Growing up in San Diego, I imagine you don't realize how dangerous that snow right, stuff is. Right. I just thought everybody was, I don't know, cozy. I didn't know, like, that I shouldn't have been on the road. Right. <laughs> so now my, now my husband makes sure to be like, do not drive today. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Sure. I assume then he's from the area and knows such perils. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, so then um, how long have you been in the industry again? Seven and a half Seven. years. So how how do you find um, – what's like kind of the logistics of, of living in somewhere like Western PA and, you know, I, there's not as much industry there? No, but um, before that I lived in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I'm from San Diego. So I would drive back and forth to LA. Uh-huh. So at, at that, you know, three and a half, four, five hours each direction on top of a six, seven, eight, nine hour shoot, I would only do that two, maybe three times a week. So now what I do is I fly to LA uh-huh. for seven to 10 days. I shoot every single day and then I go home for a month or two. Oh. So I'm essentially shooting the exact same amount. I'm just condensing it into one trip instead of, you know, two days this week, three days this week, one yeah. day this week. I come here, I'll get 10 episodes. Uh, you kind of do the same, but like maybe like just more anal involved. Like exactly. Kind of like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So then I get to go home and I'm home. You know, I might I might feature dance or something for a night or two, but I'm ho- I get to be home for four, five, six weeks. I mean, what I, I, the thing is I know the answer to this question, but it's like, what do you do with all that time then? Um, well, <laughs> I nap a lot. Okay. I do nap a lot. No, um, I have gotten super into my OnlyFans. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm like, I, I like 
get sad when I'm not talking to people. You know, when oh. I'm like, when I'm like, like today I'm on the show floor and I'm like, I wonder what all these people are doing. You know, yeah. what they wonder what they're doing. What's today. that username doing? Yeah, you know, I wonder what he's up to. These people seem nice, but none of them are that avatar. That yeah, I see you know, every day. like, but I talk so much to my fans on there that I like feel like I know them. So I, you know, I get sad when I'm like, I don't get to chat with all my friends today. <laughs> Isn't it such a weird feeling though to know that, like, even though when you'll you'll you know, there are fans like one can connect with a little bit digitally, but they kind of tend to know so much more about you or yes. at least about a persona. Yeah. So much more than you meet in person. Like, like if I meet a listener in person, it's almost a relief because then I don't have to talk much. Yeah. I just ask questions because they already know all the things about me. Right. Like now I can learn something about yes. a stranger. Yes. So I, so I have, um, I had put a pair of shoes on my Amazon wish list. And I usually wear a seven, but they said they ran small. So I, and seven and a half was sold out. So I, I ordered an eight. Okay. Someone on my Twitter tweeted me and was like, why are these on your wish list? That's not your shoe size. Like, like at what point does it start like being creepy? At what point <laughs> is it kind of like sweet? It's like, like there, there are people in this country who are like, my boyfriend doesn't know my shoe size. Exactly. I'm sure my husband doesn't. <laughs> like half the time I ask him my birthday is he doesn't know. Okay. He doesn't know my shoe size. Oh, no. Like, you know, but but yeah, I got a tweet that's like, why why are those size on your wish list? That's not your shoe size. <laughs> I was like, no, I know. Thank you. Like, but I mean, it's like a fine line between being sweet and being creepy. Uh -huh. Like, you know, um, and I don't think that fan is creepy because I, I know him, you know. Right, we, no, we know he's listening to this. We, no, I know. <laughs> we've, you know, we've talked for years and years and years. But it's just, that's, an, you know, an example of like, oh, okay. Well, what are some ways like, a, like a, you know, someone coming to the, you know, AE or Exotica or something, what are ways people can stay on the right side of that line? Um, I just think when it gets too personal, you know, then it's it's weird like that. Like, I had somebody uh, tell me happy anniversary one year. And mm. I'm like, I do not ever in my life recall saying when my anniversary was. But okay. You know, like, that's just, that's a little too personal. You yeah. know, being like, that's not your shoe size. It's a little too personal. You mm. know, if you want to, if you want to know everything about my work, you know, and everything about like, like there's people that are like, oh, my favorite scene of you is this scene with this guy in this outfit. Like, that's very flattering to me. Mm. Like, I'm like, you know, thank you so much, you know, that you you enjoyed it that much. But when they're like, you know, I don't know, something super, you know, how's your, your neighbor? So, yeah, like, yeah. you know, is your I dog mean? okay? Are they going to pull through with that surgery? So Oh my god, it's so weird you said that. I swear I have not looked. I <laughs> I'm so weird. So somebody asked me today how one of my dogs were. And um and they said something about what did they say? But it was something very similar to that because my dog yeah. just had some health issues. And I was like, Oh, huh, okay. Well, <laughs> it, but you almost have to like realize like what have I said? Because yes. like when I hit off, as soon as I'm done editing, I put it out there. I don't know what the fuck I said. You know, I, right. I don't remember. Someone will be like, oh, this that, and the other thing. And then I'll be like, if I if you say I said it, I believe you. Please don't make me listen to 90 minutes of myself again. Yeah. To find out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I, I'm usually pretty cautious about what I say. So sometimes I'm like, I really don't think I would have said that. Mm. Like, was I drunk? 
Was I like, <laughs> was I drunk so I, tweeting? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, drunk tweeting now get me in trouble. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I think you just don't don't make it too personal. Yeah, that's when it becomes weird. It's so interesting how what you find to be too intimate for someone to know about um, is kind of in the reverse of what like your everyday person would be. Like most people would be like think like that's innocuous information but to know what you're like during intimate sexual acts is too much and for oh, you yeah. totally reversed you're like yeah. no no i totally don't mind if you you know know the, the exactly what my labia looks like right but if you wish me happy anniversary and i don't remember tweeting that like it's gonna freak me out right you know weirds me out is when people ask how much money i make well that's just a, i mean is that the question i that get that question about? a lot okay. um when earlier no like 30 minutes ago. No, that was some douchey weirdo guy. Okay, back to douchey weirdo guy in a second. Yeah. But but like who asks how much money? That's never in any oh profession my, appropriate. All the time. So how much money do you make in a year? How much money do you make per scene? How does this work? And I'm like, listen, I know that you've like, watched me do a 12-man gangbang. Cool. <laughs> Don't ask me how much money I make. That's so personal. Like, yeah, and you it, want my social security number too? Like, what is that? What is up with that? And you literally don't ask other, you're not supposed to ask anyone. I don't know. I was raised not to ask questions about so money. So personal, I feel like. Yeah. For, for even like, I don't, I don't know how much my parents make. I don't know how much my friends make. I don't know any of that. Like, it's just way personal to me. But, you know. I was I before you got here when I had this whole group of people in here. Mm. I was like, I think for my OnlyFans, I'm gonna take like a photo set of me stripping out of my AVN outfit, and they were like, okay, cool, and they all just like lounged, you know. While you did it? No, I didn't do it. I'm still in my outfit. You know what I mean? But it's like, well, clothes can be put back on. (laughs) Oh no, I'm gonna put this back on for no reason. But now I don't remember how I got there. Um, you were talking about like people asking, you know, how much. Oh, yeah. I'm cool with like that. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, everyone's going to sit here and watch me strip. But don't ask me how much money I made today. Right. <laughs> like, that's so weird. So, weird. so wait. Uh, so I'm like, I'm on my way up here. And I know I was just checking your Twitter. And then the most recent tweet was like some weird douchey guy asking weird douchey question. Please tell me, can you spill any tea? So I kind of was like. It's kind of fuzzy. Okay. Because I know, like, he, like, like, my friends had just gotten here, so I was, like, kind of trying to, like, eavesdrop on what they were saying, so I was, like, half listening to what he was saying. But I know when he asked me... This was an interviewer, or... Was... So he said he was making a documentary about about love and relationships in the sex industry. And I was, like, this is great, because I have, like, a model relationship, I feel like, for, you know, for for like the weird situation that we're in. Like I hit the jackpot of a husband. He's not in the industry. Like I'm like I have all kinds of insight into this. And then he's asked something about like why do women think it's okay to let themselves go after they get married? And I was like I, I don't think that women do. I said, you know, but everyone gets comfortable. And then he goes, "Well, what's the difference between uh someone being comfortable and someone just being lazy?" And I was like, I don't think I want to talk to you anymore. (laughs) And I was like, you're not a very nice person. (laughs) And I like handed him the microphone back and he was like, okay, okay. (laughs) And I was like, what is he going to make some like nasty like reel of me now? Well, no, he's going to think it's nasty and he's going to show his friends like, see how much of a fucking bitch he was? And they're going to be like, dude, you're an asshole. 
Yeah, like I was like, I don't, I don't think that's fair to say that people let the, you know, like I also, was like, really I, confused. I, I'm uncomfortable with any sort of question statement that starts with like, why do women, why do men? Like, what are you talking about? We Not got, like, all of them. Like, why, yeah, why do men pee out their dicks is like almost a comfort. What? Well, what are and you it was like about? the first, I don't remember. I wish I remembered what the first two were because they weren't like weird. But they got like progressively kind of they weirder. Gotta lull you into comfort. Yeah, to so this I feel like the shit. first like two, like I don't remember them because they weren't anything like, ra- you know, they weren't weird to me. And then and then he was like that. Well, why do you think women? Why do you think everyone let them? All women let themselves go after marriage. And that's when I was kind of like, huh. So I like I like tried to answer that one, and then he was like, do you think they're comfortable? Or they're just lazy. And that's when I was like, I don't. I don't I don't think I want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Who raised you? Like, I literally, I was like, you're not a very nice person. I, I hope you, I hope that got on mic. I hope the last thing on that recording is you saying, you're not a nice person. <laughs> you're not, you're not a nice person. In such a sweet, nice voice too. Just like, like exactly, truly juxtapose it. That's exactly how I said it. Like, like oh, well, I'm sad for you. Like, you're not a nice person. Yeah, it's like, like uh, did you know if he was married or not? I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. But I really, I was like, I'm going to help people right now. Like, I have a great, like, industry, non-industry relationship. We're, you know, model, model couple. And, uh, I was like, I'm going to help people right now with all my insight. And then really quickly, I was like, what is uh, happening right now? <laughs> well, uh, why don't you tell me, wait, what, one, you know, you're, I am, you have a IMDb bio that I found last night randomly. Uh, searching around in it, uh, and Erica and I were at a pizza shop last night. And she was like, "Yeah, I don't think any of this is right." <laughs> um, it is. Oh, it is. Okay, or incomplete because you're not married to the first one, right? Correct. Right. Okay, so somebody, maybe it was you. I don't know. Somebody tweeted was, me very recently. That was me. Yeah. Okay, saying that like mine was the only IMBD that says when I lost my virginity. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, does it really? Yeah. So I went on and I read it and I said, oh my God, it does. And so I read like a couple sentences and I was like, well, that's funny. And then I stopped reading. So I didn't read the whole thing. But I read the part, it said that, that I lost my virginity at 15. And then I married, at 18, I married my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Those are both true. Um, I think my birthday was right. It says I grew up in San Diego. And then it said some stuff after that. Sure. I don't. I don't know what it said after that. All right. Wait. So. Uh, so before we get the current husband, what happened with the high school sweetheart? He was um, your high school sweetheart. He was a jackass. High school sweethearts last forever, don't we all know? Oh yeah. When you get married six months after <laughs> high school graduation, it is bound to last forever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just destiny at that point. What I mean, do you remember? Can you remember what you were thinking in those moments where you thought, "Yeah, we're gonna." We should be married. We can't rent a car legally, but like we should get married now. I don't think I was thinking. Okay. I don't. It wasn't a great relationship. It wasn't. No. Okay. It wasn't a good relationship at all. And like when we were getting divorced, I was like, he's such a douche. And my mom's like, yeah, it's that he's always been. You just never saw it. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you, clean your room and not to marry Josh. Right. But you didn't listen to either. Right. You know, like she was like, I, that's why I told you. Like, you know, because no one wanted us to get married mm. ever. But when you're 18, you know exactly what you were supposed to do. <laughs> you know. Well, how long does that last? Uh, the the That marriage. We got married in 03, and we got, we split up in 06. 
Okay. So like well, we almost start, we, a full started, presidential cycle. We started, I mean, we started dating in 01, mm. married in 03, divorced, you know, split up in 06. Okay. And then, are you ready? I'm so ready for the, this model of a husband. <laughs> oh, no. It's mostly no, no, so no. I can take notes and try to mimic. No, no, no. <laughs> We're not there yet. Oh. Listen, I'm a, I'm a serial marrier. Oh, don't tell me. Don't, S- don't say it. <laughs> So then I got married in 08. We were all excited about Obama. I get it. No, uh, And then got (laughs) divorced in... I got married in 08. And we split up in 11. So who is this? Who is this fella? Oh, he's even worse. How? Why? I have the war... Not like... I'm two for th- two. Is that right? Two for three? You're one, I'm one for, for three. three. I'm one for three. Yeah. The first two, like, I do not know how to pick a partner in life. They were just horrible to me. And they cheated on me all the time. They were just mean. Mean mm. boys. Ugh. Like like the interviewer guy. He's like, I don't think you're a nice person. No, they just weren't <laughs> nice people. Is that how you, like, did the divorce? It's like, you know what? I don't think I want to marry you anymore. You're not a very nice person. She's not a nice person. I don't want to be your wife anymore. <laughs> so then I got married in 2014 to my jackpot of a husband. Okay. Yes. And how'd you meet this one? So we met through a mutual friend. I had a, a girlfriend in town um, visiting me and she wanted to go out and I'm, and I was an old lady back then too. Like I don't, I don't go out. Oh, we're going to get to your old lady hobbies soon. Oh, I, I promise. Um, <laughs> we, you know, I don't go out. So I was like, I don't know where to go. So I texted a friend that I knew through husband number two. <laughs> and I said, um, you know, he was in town visiting and I said, my girlfriend and I want to go out. Where should we go? I have no idea. And he said, well, why don't you just come out with me and my friends? And um, my future husband was among the group, and he was just the funniest person I've ever met. Just the coolest, most confident, like, you know, just just cool. Just cool. Like, mm. you know, just, I don't know. Hey, come on. He's How's cool. he cool? You know, he's just, he's the most confident human being I've ever met in my life. Like, he knows that he like works you know he knows how hard he works and he's like proud of it okay he's accomplished a hell of a lot in his life are you allowed to say what the profession is um probably not necessarily the profession but he was I'm just painting um, a picture, man. he was a marine for 10 years mm-hmm. he did three combat tours okay um and then he finished his bachelor's degree in afghanistan and then he um, spent the next year taking a double master's schedule to finish his master's degree in a year. Wow. So he's like brilliantly smart. And a, clearly a hard worker. You know, <laughs> he was a like really high like martial art, you know, level thing. And he's a ninja? He's a total and he's a ninja. ninja. Wow. Total ninja. Like, that, that's jackpot. You know, um, <laughs> and he's just fun and he's cool and... You know, and he's always been cool. You know, I had shot two scenes when we met. Uh-huh. So we've been together the whole time I've been in the industry. Um, you know, but he's just like, he's he's just a good guy. How far into the relationship do you tell him uh, what you just started doing? Or was that something that comes up at the bar? Um, no. So it was about a month. Um, 
I was still, my first agent convinced me that you look totally different with like hair and makeup done. No one will ever know that it's you. Well, you know, I was, a, I was 27, so it's very embarrassing to say I believed her. Um, but I was still under the impression that like nobody would ever find out. Mm. And, uh, so I started, you know, started talking to this guy to my husband and my future husband and. And I, what did I say? Oh, I said I sold Mary Kay Cosmetics, <laughs> which wasn't untrue. Um, that was kind of my side hustle. But I, so that's what he thought I did. And so for about a month, we, you know, we hung out and, and you know, went on really fun dates. And I would not sleep with him. Okay. Because I knew that I was in the industry. I wasn't ready to tell him. And I didn't think that it was fair to him to not know. Even just for sex? I mean, I liked I liked mm. him a lot. But it just I didn't think, you know, it was just, I feel like you need to have all the information, you know, before you can make a decision. And I didn't want him to not have all the, you know, I didn't want to, like, feel like I was duping him. Okay. So I wouldn't sleep with him. So finally, after about a month, and we had gone on all these, like, just cool, great dates that we still talk about, um, he was like, I mean, is there, like, something wrong like I, you know i really like you and you know i'm just wondering and, and i was like i have to tell you something and was, i was, was it waterworks oh was my it? god i was hysterically crying because i liked him so much what were you worried about i well i told him i said you're never gonna talk to me again i said you're you're gonna hate me you're never gonna talk to me again and um and he was so sweet and he like sat me down in his lap and like you know and he was like it's okay like you can tell me and I'm like, I do porn. And he was like, okay. And he was like, was that it? <laughs> like, he was genuinely like, wait, is that, like, is that it? And I was like, you know, like through sniffles, I'm like, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, he was like, I have absolutely no idea why you're so upset right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, he was just cool with it right away. You know, he's like, I think it's cool that you're doing something that you, that you love, you know, that you enjoy and. Are y'all out in San Diego or out on the West Coast during this? this? Was in, we were in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. You know, he's like, I think it's cool and, you know. You like, think it's maybe a little more normalized out there? Like, you know, you know, you run to a, I feel like when you run to a hot chick in LA or in, in San Diego, you go like, oh, yeah, it's very possible they might do porn because that's, you know, where it is. Um, I mean, I don't think, especially back then, like – that I sitting there and talking to you know, sitting down and talking to me, I think would be the last thing you would ever like. I would I would strike you more nun like than porn like. Really? Yes. Are yeah. you a little? Are you more sexually prudent outside of porn, or were you when you were single? Well, I mean, there was a lot of things that I have done in porn that I never would have ever done in life. You know, sure, but I meant like, were you like not like a casual sex person? No, I was. Okay. Um, but I was not like you know, like having a conversation that would you never would have thought. So you know, so if you knew me kind of superficially, you know what I mean. Like you thought I was just this very sweet, you know manager at a pharmacy and you know hustling like, that makeup on the side you know <laughs> what i mean like so that i'm sure his mind never would have gone there huh you know and, and what what's what's that roller coaster of emotions from when you know you gotta tell him to telling him to hearing him be like it's okay yeah i mean i it was 
it's still crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, you know, it's still weird because we we joke that, you know, but I think that it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Why don't you try? So, I do not believe in soulmates. Like, I don't think that's a thing. Okay. However. Well, also the first two didn't work out. I feel like you start losing right. faith in the system. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You know, like that first one, I really sh- was sure. And then the second one, I was kind of like, meh. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we don't put anything in both our names. And then, the, you know what I mean? And then the third one, I was like, then and then the third one, we had, I'm not even kidding, from when we like started like officially dating, we had a joint bank account in two weeks. Well, no, we moved in together in two weeks. We had a joint bank account in three. I had, uh, he was about to deploy. I had a power of attorney over all of his stuff within like a month. Mm. But it was just one of those, like, when you know, you like, you know, you know, uh-huh. kind of things. So I'm saying, like, that first one, I was, I, I was like, per, I was confident. Mm-hmm. I was 18 and confident. Number two, I was kind of like that. Eh. Number three, I was like, and this is it. When you say, like, when you know, you know, what, what made this one, what you knew, like, right away, first time seeing him or like in the I first month I won't say the first we'll time seeing but I would say within the first like month okay yeah. so what what made that maybe first month maybe not even that long maybe like the first two weeks what made what made that first two week period different from the first two weeks with the other two ex-husbands the thought of it being more was not it was the most comfortable organic feeling mm. you know what I mean like you know, you when you meet somebody, you're like, "Can I see myself with them?" And it was just like, "Yes, I can." But uh, what, 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 what did you have when the with the other two? I, th- you know, for one, you know, one I was seventeen. When that we one, well, dating. that one we can all, yeah. I think we all have an idea how. So that I worked. think, so I think for number two, it was a lot more that number one had. Can I curse? It's called the Man Horror Podcast. Oh, fantastic. Uh, you can say all the words. Fantastic. <laughs> so number one had fucked me up so bad, like mentally, you know, from 17 to 21 or however long, you know, however long we were together, that number two was better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's that was like, like I was upgrading, you know? And then, and then I, you know, and I dated a couple of guys, you know, here and there between, you know, between uh, two and three. Unfortunately, you didn't marry all of them. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I mean, I'm not like, listen, J-Lo's been proposed to like nine times. I've only been proposed, technically, I've only been proposed to twice. <laughs> um, number three did not propose. Did you propose? No. Oh, okay. It's such I, a better story than that. I got so excited for no. a moment. My dream is to be proposed it's to. It's such a good story, though. I'll talk. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no one, you know, like, he was, you know, when we when we met, he was about to go to a training thing um, for the military, mm. and he was going to have to, it was like a, you know, a weird thing, and he was going to have to move out of the room he was renting. Uh. And it was, I was instantly like, well, why don't you just move your stuff into my place? And he was like, I would like to do that. Like, it wasn't scary at all. Like, that was the logical thing to do. You know, it was like, well, you could get a storage unit, but, you know, we really like each other. So it just seemed logical and it just felt 
it wasn't scary at did, all. Did you try to downplay it all? It's like, dude, it's just for convenience. No. You're going, no, you were just like, no, I know, I know, and yeah. move your stuff in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. Because like right now, so my, my youngest sister is about to move in with her boyfriend of like a little under a year. And like part of me is trying to be like, hey, let's, you know, let's remember like slowing things, you know. Keep well, things in perspective, but right. maybe she knows she knows. Well, and that's, you know what, when I was going to get married at 18, you know, my mom was always like, if you know that it's right right now at 18, then it'll still be right at 21. You know, that's what she would always say is if, if you know that it's right now, mm-hmm. then it will, will absolutely still be right then. Um, But no, it just, you know, it, it was just like, no, this makes sense. Okay. This makes sense. Do you feel like the deployment accelerated the relationship faster than if he, say, wasn't about to go out? I think... Because, you know, like Texas, they'll be like, oh, we're going out. Let's get married so I can use your GI Bill or no. something, you know? Yeah, no. Um, I think it was good for us because, like I said, he was he was going... Gosh. Okay, so we met. Okay. Two weeks later, like for two weeks, we like chatted... Then we went on our first date, which is very memorable by itself. What was the first date? <laughs> so you he, like you look. Uh, I mean, look. I don't know if it's the hair and makeup or just being like general hot porn person, but like you look so, like you look so in love talking about this. Oh, I'm super in love. Right, but but you like yeah. It's it's shining out of your face Aww. or it's the glitter. I'm not sure which, but like you, I do have glitter it, on today. <laughs> but it, but it, it does show. It's like it is really sweet. Um, like like. You know, I asked, what was the first date? And you're like, I would love to tell you the first date. <laughs> because we have so many good stories. Because we have so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're just really carefree. And you know what I mean? We just we have a good time. Um, He picked me up. And he took me to see, oh, he took me to this really nice Italian restaurant in San Diego. And then he took me to uh, see Lisa Lampanelli. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, it was a great like. show. And then he had it planned to take me to this dessert place in San Diego. I want to say it's called Extraordinary Desserts or something like that. But it's this, it's just like a dessert bar. And we're standing in line and we're kind of making small talk. And I was like, "Is it? it's really hot, right? You know, and he's kind of like, I mean, it's, you know, whatever. It was like July, you know, it was July. And he was like, it's a little hot. And I was like, I think I need to sit down for a second. And the next thing I remember is thinking, like my eyes being closed and thinking, did I just fall asleep on this date? (laughs) I passed out. (laughs) I sat down. I apparently, like I've never in my life have I fainted before. But I said I was dizzy. I sat down in a chair. I apparently looked at him very blankly for a few seconds and then just was out. And I woke up to thinking I fell asleep and hearing people say, we need to put a spoon in her mouth because they thought I was having a seizure. Oh. And somebody like shoved a phone in my face with 911 on the on the phone. And this I is guess, the first date. Yeah. And so I guess people were like, we have to open her mouth. Can you put the spoon? And he was like, I, don't, I barely know this I girl. Just, yeah, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> and so then like, I, you know, I woke up and I was obviously super embarrassed. <laughs> so we drove, he started to drive me home and he was like, I really feel like I should get you a Gatorade. <laughs> so we pull over to a gas station and he's like, I feel like you need to hydrate right now. Like that seems important. Yeah. 
So um, he bought me a Gatorade and then he took me home to my apartment and he sat there with me for like an hour and he was like, I just, I don't, I don't want to leave. Like, I feel like you're going to die. So then he finally left and he called me first thing in the morning and he said, I have decided that you're going to the emergency room um, and that we need to get this checked out. So now we always joke that our second date was spent at the ER. <laughs> because he picked me up the next morning and drove me to the emergency room and sat there with me while they did a, a EKG and oh made sure that I was like not having some sort of thing. I don't know. Jesus. So, so the joke is that he took my breath away on the oh, first date. Oh, that's, and then as a comedian, <laughs> I'm almost offended by that, but that's, well, that, whenever, that works. It works. Whenever someone tells the story, you know, if I'm telling the story, he'll be like, but what did I do, baby? And I'm like, you took my breath away, <laughs> you know, like, and that's what's like fun, you know, like he's just fun. Like we'll be telling the story and he's like, and, and what happened? Tell me what happened. You know, like he's just playful. Mm. So we have a good time. So the, the, the douchebag dude was uh, going to ask you about like, you know, love and relationships in the industry. Mm -hmm. So you were all excited. Be like, I've got thoughts and yes. then you didn't get to share them. So like, I guess what would you have wanted to share? What what wisdom did you want to impart on this fake documentarian? Oh my gosh, what a weirdo <laughs> douchebag. Which by the way, the, how weirdo douchebag, the, in the press room today, they were talking about some dude or this duo that they had to like look out for because they were so fake about being press that the guy could still see the tags on the camera that they clearly just bought to seem like press. Oh my god. It's like god. what a fucking amateur. <laughs> wow. Um so so what what is it that you wanted to share? What was all this wisdom you've got? So I feel like because for two reasons. One because of what I was doing for work and mm. two because he was about to deploy. Um we decided from the get-go that we needed to have we call it completely open doors. Like there are no closed doors in our house. Like, everything just, f you know, flows right through. We're pooping in front of each other. Well, there so we actually don't. So that's not really a thing. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very hypothetical house. Right. It's an imaginative house. Yeah. Make believe house. The house of the relationship. Yes. The invisible house has all open doors. Um, you know, so we have, you know, we just, we have to be very, we have to communicate with each other all the time. We have to be very open with each other. But it's also made us so extremely confident in our relationship. You know, and we've had, like, issues along the way. We've been married six years. Okay. You know, there's been things, but, like, every marriage, you know, has. Um, what sort of things? Just stuff. Yeah. Well, you can't, expe can't expect to, to say such a line to me, not to ask. No, I mean, you know, just shit. Marriages go through shit. Anything that maybe you think people could learn from? Because clearly um, you came out the other side. I know I yeah. if you were in the midst of it, it would be like, oh, don't, you know, you're still you working know, on I it. I think when someone stops, like, you know, what we've decided is that when one of us stops communicating, you know, that's when things start to get rocky. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we kind of shut off from each other and you know, we certainly don't put our marriage first. Like, he gets really busy with work, and I get really busy crafting. And you know what I mean? And we go, like, days without even talking to each other because we stop communicating for whatever reason. So um, it won't because, like, you're in a fight and you stop communicating, you just kind of 
just you know, or for maybe, a couple of days, you guys forgot to like sit down and chat. You know, maybe he's like been, you know, like he, especially right now, like he's working a ton. Oh. And um, for a while, I was having a really hard time with it because I'm used to him, you know, for a long time, he had like a very corporate job. So he went in at nine and he came home at six and it was, you know, and then he started this new, you know, this new thing that he's doing and like, um, He's just like, you know, he's working all the time. And I was very like salty about it. Mm. I'm like, well, you don't want to hang out with me? Like, what? You're going to leave me with the cat? Like, what gonna... are you doing? Like, why aren't you, you know? And he's like, you know, I promise I'll be down in five minutes. And then it would turn into 30 and then it would turn to 45. And like, so then I started getting like snippy with him. You know, when he would finally come downstairs and, and, and like be like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry it took me that long. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're sorry that it took, you know. Oh, you're that type? <laughs> when I'm, like, especially when I'm tired I'm or hangry. It's okay. But, yeah, you know, like, because then I'm, like, sad. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, like, we so we, we start pulling away from each other and we stop communicating with each other, you know, because we're just, like, you know, why, why would he want to talk to me when I'm, like, giving him an attitude? And why, you know, why would I want to talk to him when I feel like he doesn't want to hang out? With me? And it's just stupid, stupid marriage shit. Well, over six years, how have you like learned to get around and get, or, or resolve those types of conflicts? So we actually have found out that if we are going through periods where we're like at each other's throats, you know, or even if we're going through like just a general kind of marriage rough patch, whether it be finances or family or whatever, we actually need to almost attach ourselves at the hip. Like if we've been fighting for a couple of days, we'll be like, you know, he'll be like, we need to go run errands. I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking want to run errands with you. And he's like, I don't want to run errands with you either. But we know that we need to. And by the end of the day, we're like totally fine. Like we just, we start to miss each other. And then we start to like not like each other. <laughs> so like we can't, like we can't miss each other too much. And even sometimes when we're in the same house, and I think it's like this in every marriage, even when you're in the same house, like sometimes you're still missing each other. Like you're, you're like ships passing in the night. You know what I mean? Like, you're not hanging out. You're not having quality time. Like, and you both want it. You're just not communicating it for whatever reason. Okay. That was a weird tangent. No, I liked it. I like, I love that it's, uh, we're just gonna, we're gonna go do some mundane shit together and be like, oh yeah, I do love this person. Yeah, I love you too. Okay. We're all right. And that's, that's honestly, that's what we need. That's what we do. Yeah. Like, you know, even if it's like, like there's been times that we're fighting and he was like, do you want to go watch a movie in the hot tub? And I'm like, <sighs> wait, wait, we had to just drop. Oh yeah, hot tub. Um, we got, we have a hot tub. We do have oh a hot yeah. Tub. <laughs> but you know, but he'll be because we have a whole little setup. There's a TV out there and everything. You know, you're Brooklyn Chase. I'm sure you have a, a few hot tubs. <laughs> Listen, it's an inflatable <laughs> hot tub for now. <laughs> wait, uh, is it rude to ask? So how many hot tubs do you have? <laughs> no, it's an inflatable hot tub because I said we were never going to use it. So he was like, well, what if I buy this inflatable one? <laughs> And then, like, two days in, he was like, see, we use it all the time. Now we can get a real one. I think there is, like, a tendency in, like, relationships when there's when there's conflict to almost make it bigger than it needs to be. I mean, even if we're, you know, just having, like, a, a fight. Like, you know, it's not, like, a big thing. It's just, like, an argument. Like, it always ends with, do you want to go watch TV? Yeah, I, I do want to go watch TV. You know, and then, like, we always end it even like that. Like, even if it's just watching a show together, mm-hmm. we know that we need to be like physically close to each other and like like doing the same thing, you know, like whether it's running errands or watching a TV show or whatever. And then we're fine. Yeah. 
But it's like when we when we miss each other, we start to not like each other. Huh. And then and then we hang out and we're like, okay, I do love you. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's very sweet. <laughs> what, uh, what else makes your, your marriage such an ideal performer, non-performer uh, marriage that others should strive to? Well, I think... I'm glad this guy fucked up the question because now I get to get it fresh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have... I wouldn't say we have an open marriage. Okay. But we have kind of weird boundaries. And and the way, you know, he's like I said, he's funny. So the way the joke that he always makes is um he's like I you know, I I may bang other chicks, but I will only take the trash out for you. And that's like his, you know, his way of being like, you know, like you're the only one I'm going to take care of. Put You're that the in only the new one. ethical non-monogamy book. Yeah, I may bang other chicks, but I only take the trash out for you. Put it on a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Go, sell it on. Sell it on the only thing. Because like I, you know, like I know what that means in like him speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it means that I'm the only one he's going to kill spiders for. I'm the only one whose like, car he's going to fix. I'm the only one who is going to do all of these things for because I'm his person. I mean, yeah, you might bang other them, yeah. but like. Was there ever any trepidation on your part about having some sort of openness outside of your work? In the very beginning, there was. On your end? On my end. Um, Because I, in my mind, you know, because we started dating immediately when I got in the industry, in my mind, it was still very much work. And, um, like, it was a job that I went to do, and it was kind of fun, Mm -hmm. but, like, it was different still. Um, and for him wanting to have sex with somebody else, he just wanted to. Mm. And I was like, but, but I'm only having sex because I'm getting paid to. Like, like you didn't have a desire to fuck other people outside no, of the relationship. Outside not at of that point. Offset, yeah. Not at that point. Okay. Um, you know, and I'm like, but you know, but why, like, why do you want to fuck other girls? Why don't you, why aren't I enough for you? And he's mm. like, really? <laughs> you know, and then. But very quickly, I realized, like, how much this man loves me. Yeah. And I realized, that, like, he's only going to take the trash out for me, you know? So why why does it matter? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Did that take you long to get over? Or? Not really. Because that's, like, such, I mean, that is such the most common thing when one partner goes to the other and requests some kind of non-monogamy. It's always like, what am I not enough? Right. And so. I, I mean, I don't remember it lasting. Yeah. I mean, it was a long yeah. time ago. And he, he approached you for it? Um, or was it kind of when you guys are kind of formalizing the relationship, you know, when, when relationships are all vague and we don't actually know what it is we're doing? And it's like, are you boyfriend? Are we girlfriend? Like, what are. No, I don't think that he started. I'm trying to remember. I think we were married already by the time he started. Um. Seeing other girls. Well, by the time he asked to see other girls, or I don't remember him like asking. Like I remember, huh. like I almost remember me being like, I kind of feel like this is unfair, <laughs> you know. And he was, but but then when it happens, like I I had a hard time with it. Like at least that first time, I remember having a hard time. But what I, was the, what was the first time like? Like what what's like? Are you at home and he you know he's out like on a Tinder date or something and. Are you at home stewing or oh what's... Oh, my God. No, I was at AVN. I mean, if there's a time he would have gone on. Yeah. I, f- I, I feel was like... At, I was at AVN. It was I was at AVN. Okay. And I remember being at a booth signing and, like, knowing that he had, like, met some chick at a bar. 
and I was like trying not to cry at the booth. Oh no. You know? And then like and then afterwards I was like, oh wait, this guy's crazy about me and I'm crazy about him. Right, but he went off and did that with ever actually like trying to like ask permission or make Oh no, abs- no, absolutely okay. not. It was very much like a are you okay with this? Oh I I do not need to do this. Like if if you're if you're cool that I'm cool with it. So what made you say yes when you weren't maybe a hundred percent? Um, I think I I don't I don't really remember. Mm. Probably it was like a because I I do remember like being like 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 this feels unfair, mm. and I think I was like this I feel like it's a lot more fair to him to be able. Like, why should I be the only one that gets to have sex with other people? You mm. know what I mean? Like, like I get like I get the cake and to eat it, you know, and he just yeah. has to sit there and watch me. Um, it was so long ago, though. So, and Well, so you alluded to, like, now you kind of both indulge offset. Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, we still keep it to, like, um, you know, we don't do things without well that's not totally true <laughs> well as i said we don't do things without the other one knowing mm. but sometimes it's like like there was one day that i texted him and i said like i texted him a picture of me and this other guy and i was like i'm at the hotel down the street from your work come here when you get off that's hot you know what i mean like so some so stuff like that's, that that's sometimes. fair because it's ultimately for the purpose of yes. come here and do a hot thing yes okay um so but we both you know have our fun do you guys um, have like parameters that you all negotiate or is it pretty just do the thing? You know, as as long as we keep communicating because we find out that whenever we stop just being completely open with each other is when we start not liking each other as much. You know, so he'll call me and he'll be like, I think I'm going to, you know, hook up this girl I saw on Tinder after work. And I'm like, all right, well, so I'm not making dinner tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. You know, where I'm like, you know, he's like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm at the mall. I'm buying, like, lingerie. I'm going to go see this guy, you know, tomorrow. And he's mm. like, oh, sweet. You know, like. Okay. You know, but we, it's not something we do, like, five days a week. You know what I mean? It's, like, very kind of sporadic, which I think keeps it more fun. Okay. Uh, well, Brooklyn, thank you. Uh, before you maybe fall asleep, you look so comfortable. Uh, I'm almost jealous. Uh, where can where can people find you? This was really fun. Uh, thanks for for chatting of with me. Of course. So you you can find me on Twitter at Brooklyn underscore Chase. Mm-hmm. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Brooklyn Chase, and you can go to chasingbrooklyn.com and that will take you straight Ooh. to my OnlyFans. Like, you I like that, right? I like that URL. I like that's a cute one. <laughs> um, say that again, chasing... Chasingbrooklyn.com. Okay. Well, Brooklyn, thanks again for chatting with me and uh, I hope you have a, a wonderful uh, weekend and <laughs> with a minimal amount of douchebaggery. Yeah. Involved. I'm like, what is this What is this weirdo douchebag going to do with this like, thing that he recorded of me? Uh, probably beat off to it in his basement because no one's ever going to look because at it. Because he's a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a psycho who, like, I'm I'm very concerned that, like, somebody dates him. You ever meet someone and be like, mm. I hope no one yes. is with you. I hope you're not subjecting because someone to this. Because if they are, I hope they have free, like, are not changed in a basement somewhere. <laughs> you know? Like... Sometimes people are people, like, he was weird. Yeah, I, I do not envy the amount of weird. I, I, I think uh, porn stars, you all endure probably the most amount of weirdness that you don't deserve to encounter. Well, and I think it's because 
you know, unlike a, you know, celebrity, like if you love like Jennifer Aniston or whatever, mm. um, you're probably never going to talk. Like you can tweet her, but you're probably never going to talk to her. Right. Whereas someone in porn is such a smaller scale that, you know, a girl reasonably could reply to every tweet that she gets, you know, de- depending on how busy her account is. Or so you might get people, to meet her at like a convention and like right. speak for so a minute. So we're just a lot more accessible. Plus, because of just the nature of our business, it's being so intimate and gentle, you know, people just th- feel like they know so much more about you. So it's like the level of weird can sometimes be, it can be obsessive, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes. Um, or it can just be kind of creepy, you know, kind of creepy. Well, I, I, with the amount of porn stars that have been on the show over the years, I hope my listeners uh, now have a better idea at this point how to interact with y'all yes. uh, if they come to one of these conventions or, or see in a coffee shop. And the short answer is uh, don't approach. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let her enjoy her matcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brooklyn. Thanks again for talking to me. I want to say goodbye to everybody one more time. Thank you so much. This was great. Thanks, everybody. Oh, here's a fun little tidbit, everybody. Tomorrow, I've got a bonus episode with Brooklyn coming out exclusively for my $5 and up members on Patreon. Uh, we're, we're hearing all about her crafting. Seriously, her publicist told me three or four times before I got to the room, hey, look, Brooklyn would love to talk with you about crafting. And... um as a as a knitter myself, I was like very prepared to do that with her, and so we did a, like we did like twelve minutes or so just on her crafts. So that's a fun one, and it'll be available tomorrow, everybody. Uh, of course, uh, follow me on the socials. I'm on Twitter, ranting and raving, and trying to still be funny at the Billy Presida. I'm on Instagram at Billy Is Presida, uh, sharing thirst traps and thoroughly updating my quarantine story with with megan hi guys so uh go follow me at billy is Presida and uh go check out the man whore podcast facebook fan page uh, and you can participate in our man whore march madness tournament to figure out what is the best man whore podcast episode uh the first round we're still voting over on my instagram story so go over there uh, and if you want to send me an email with your comments, your questions, your your struggles during this coronavirus period, you can send all that over to manwhorepod at gmail.com. And as a friendly reminder, everybody, again, ManwhoreCon 2020 weekend passes are going on sale at uh, April 3rd, noon Eastern time. Scroll forward, just write COVID-19 on all the dates uh, for like March and April and maybe May in your calendars and then skip forward to August 20th and put Manhorcon New York city. I want to see y'all there. Um, if the government tells us it's safe to do so, uh, stay tuned and check out some of Megan and I's Corona cast. Corona cast. We're going to be dropping some extra content in the feed. I hope you all enjoy it very much. Um, you know, stay safe, stay slutty. I became a patron member of the Manhor podcast because obviously I liked Billy's podcast. One night I was honestly very stoned and had just gotten my tax return. I 
saw him post about his Patreon on Twitter, and so I joined. I have been in the Peep Show and the Facebook group, and both groups are very nice and have wonderful people. I'm very happy with my decision. Best $10 I ever spent.